Welcome to a Sustainable Wine Podcast. My name is Toby Webb and we are looking back and looking forward around 2021 into 2022 to talk about some of the key themes that Sustainable Wine wrote about, summarised and did podcasts and events about in 2021. And then we're going to look forward to 2022 um, with my colleague Tom Outram who's going to talk a bit about the work of the Sustainable Wine Roundtable. But before we do that, um, Hannah Halmari, thank you for joining us. You're the, the editor of sustainablewine.co.uk. You've been doing a lot of news summaries and following the work of Sustainable Wine and the Roundtable for the last year or so. Uh, so welcome to the podcast, Hannah. Looking forward to hearing some thoughts from you about what were the key recurring themes that you kept writing about last year? Thanks, Toby. And yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure everyone can agree that 2021 was an eventful year in many ways. Uh, still very much going through through a pandemic that we're still still in the middle of. Uh, but yeah, looking back more broadly on the sustainable wine industry specifically, we definitely have a number of key themes that, uh, you know, keep, kept popping up. Uh, so I guess to start with, you know, the, 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 the effects of climate change and the response that we're seeing from the wine industry. Unfortunately, extreme weather events and erratic weather patterns are becoming more and more prevalent. So, you know, just to throw a couple examples out there, we saw the wildfires across the Mediterranean, deadly floods in Western Europe, droughts in California, a crazy April frost uh, in France, you know, all of which have, have had dem- devastating impacts for, for many people on both the personal and professional fronts. And then, of course, the issue of a warming climate. So we had that IPCC report come out last year, you know, really solidifying the science uh, uh, behind climate changing and uh, the, the the extreme kind of warnings of what what our future does look like. Um, so as we you know as we can see, the the global wine map is changing as many regions are now grappling with increasingly challenging growing conditions as a result of of this uh, increase in temperature. Yeah, it's very interesting, isn't it? The themes that come up again and again and the disaster that happened in April around the the sudden frost that devastated many wine regions, uh, I think really brought to light the risks of climate volatility. And uh, every winemaker, every grape grower I've interviewed, that's the number one thing they say they're focusing on is how they mitigate against volatility. And I think that came up quite a lot, didn't it, in the news last year, Hannah? Constant reference to new hybrid grapes uh, that could help protect against climate change. Yeah, absolutely. So the new EU rules came out on that tail end of last year. So now member states can use the resistant hybrid varieties in Appalachian wines, which is obviously a huge change and will have a significant impact on the future of winemaking. So we'll see that, you know, the results of that develop over the next few years. I also noticed that glass got a lot of attention. You know, we've seen one of the founding members of the Sustainable Wine Roundtable, Jancis Robinson, who everybody knows of. Uh, and Jancis has taken a strong stance against overly heavy bottles for a long time, really been a pioneer of the issue. And that that came up a lot in the news, didn't it? Uh, tell us a bit more about that, Hannah. Yeah, it did. So I, uh, I think it's becoming, you know, increasingly well understood that glass's carbon footprint, you know, it's, it accounts for the highest proportion in the wine industry. So we've had a lot of focus on packaging. A lot of wineries are exploring alternatives to the glass bottle, uh, looking how they can decrease bottle weight and overall try and reduce the industry's contribution to climate change. So interestingly, we've seen more and more high quality wines available in alternative packaging. So we have bag in the box wines, aluminum cans, PET bottles, Tetra Pak, 
and so on. But unfortunately, a key a key barrier of consumer perception issues do remain. So we need to see kind of further consumer education on this front of uh, trying to break that perception that high quality wines equals uh, glass bottles, because that's that's not always the case. Yes, Tom and I were talking the other day with um, someone who's launching a new aluminium can brand. And the, the design is so good, it made it, I really wanted to get hold of a can. You know, so design is really a key factor, and I get, and I guess also, you know, retailers moving it up a shelf, moving it forward a shelf, will will play a key role as well in helping consumers see that this isn't just the, the cheap stuff in the corner. Um, very interesting. Now, social sustainability didn't go away either, did it? <coughs> I mean, in wine, we generally talk a lot about environmental issues, but there are some significant social issues out there, particularly around migrant labour. When we had movement restrictions with COVID, with harvest issues. Um, what did you observe on the social side, Hannah? Yeah, absolutely. So those really salient issues of like modern vineyard slavery and labor exploitation throughout the wine value chain, you know, they require more attention from wineries. And a lot of, you know, we've seen an increasing focus on that over the last year. So, for example, we have a growing number of cert- certifications such as B Corp and Equalitas that, you know, are taking a more holistic view of sustainability. So, really trying to drive action on the social responsibility side as well, not just the environmental. And then of course, diversity and inclusion has been a huge issue, really kind of starting from the summer of 2020. Obviously systemic change isn't happening overnight, so it'll be issues that the wine industry has to continue to make efforts on uh, for, for a long time still. But you know, we also had last year's Court of Master Sommeliers uh, sexual harassment scandals. So that's also been shining a light on the issues of sexism and uh, broader inequality in the industry. So we've seen, yeah, a number of companies responding, launching diversity, equity, and inclusion programs and scholarships, which is all steps towards positive change, but a lot more still needs to be done in the space. Yes, it's great to see them taking it seriously as as other industries, of course, are now. Um, And look forward to more on that in the coming year. Um, Let's talk about the the eco-awakening side of things and the consumer demands for sustainability. I've been seeing that survey (laughs) for 20-odd years. You know, this is the year consumers will wake up, or that was the year they did. But it certainly looks like we're seeing a pretty steep curve upwards uh, in terms of interest. Um, The challenge, I suppose, is that consumers don't really know what sustainable means and we're going to talk a bit about that in a minute with with tom uh, because that's what the sustainable wine roundtable is set up to do but uh, yeah hannah just walk us through a few of the themes you saw around the, the consumer side last year apparently entered this era of the eco awakening and all of the market research shows that consumers are increasingly uh, demanding for sustainable products and uh, paying more attention to yeah social and environmental issues in production but as you say uh, understanding what that actually looks like in wine, and then you know having having wineries communicate this in a in a simple manner to consumers is extremely challenging. Uh, you know, it's sustainability itself is such a complex topic. Um, but I, you know, I do think we're seeing progress in the space. There's a lot more conversation around sustainable wine, what it is. Yeah, that's very interesting, Hannah, isn't it? Because we're going to see in 2023 the common agricultural policy legislation that what around wines and spirits being required to provide consumers with the ingredients list and nutritional value of a product and that I think is very very interesting we're going to see a lot of debate and discussion over what that means in practice and I suppose we're all going to hope it doesn't lead to a compliance culture you know of unintended consequences where 
you know, true innovation is squashed by the need to provide compliance-based information that doesn't really help consumers. We've seen that before. I noted that in your notes for this, you, you mentioned looking forward, we're going to see more of what we've just been discussing, I suppose, climate change focus, social sustainability, talking more to consumers. And, and Tom will speak about that in a minute in terms of how the, the wine roundtable seems to join things up. Hannah, have you noticed a shift, just a final question, have you noticed a shift in the conversation from organic and natural and a bit of biodynamic to more sustainable debates. Because I think I've seen that in the sense that a couple of years ago, all the wine news related to sustainability was about organic, you know, biodynamic, natural. That was capturing all the headlines, celebrity brands, etc. Do you see a shift more towards a, a more holistic approach in, in the, the news that you've been covering? Yeah, that's actually, that's a really interesting point, Toby. And I, I would definitely say I have, um, especially around the conversation of, you know, organics. It's, yeah, no longer, I would say it's no longer as um, kind of like black and white that organics equals sustainability. I've seen a lot more conversation on the realities of organic. You know, it doesn't, it, it just maybe isn't feasible in, um, you know, in, in, in certain regions. And yeah, just taking more of like a context-based approach to sustainability, understanding what works, what doesn't work. And um, and yeah, driving driving progress on on that front. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Hannah. Uh, Tom, turning to you, I mean, this is one of the reasons for the creation of the Sustainable Wine Roundtable to move us beyond this, um, what some might call a dogmatic approach to things like organic. Um, and indeed, you know, the niches of biodynamic and raw. Tell us a bit about the Sustainable Wine Roundtable. What is it? Who's in it? And uh, then let's talk a bit more about themes and plans for 2022. Yeah, thanks, Debbie. Well, the conversations around our uh, Sustainable Wine Conference in November 2020 uh, led us to developing this the idea around the roundtable. And over the last 12 months, we've been recruiting founding members. Uh, we now have 54 um, from retailers like System Balaget, producers including Treasury Wine Estates and Chateau Georges Sets, uh, a five-eight hectare uh, vineyard in uh, Fronzac in Bordeaux. Uh, also uh, certification programs, include, including Equalitas. So really a sort of broad range of uh, different actors within the wine industry, uh, diverse by geography and sector. So the Sustainable Wine Roundtable, which you and I both work on, is designed to do a number of things, really, isn't it? One is to create the global reference standard for sustainability in wine, which is to pull together the thinking and best practice from all around the world, avoid duplication and create a global reference standard for the industry to use, which is, we think, particularly helpful in encouraging sustainability up and down the value chain. Secondly, I think we want to focus on collaboration tools through things like working groups uh, and discussions and debate and advocacy and really connecting the industry globally, which we've already started to do. Let's talk about a, a practical example of that, Tom, perhaps bring it to life. Talk us through some of the working groups that the roundtable has kicked off with the 54 members. I know we're about to have a, a bunch of others join us, some big retailers and, and big producers as well as small ones. But just talk us through the, where we've got to on working groups, perhaps on the, the inputs group, for example. Yes, that's been a really exciting group. We've had two co-chairs been appointed, Jim White's technical director for Cloudy Bay in New Zealand, and Will Drayton, who is the technical director for Treasury Wine Estates. Although they're in the early stages, we do have a, over 15 different founding members, part of it, and really engaged in this topic. 
That's a great example of, of one of the working groups we set up. Others we're looking at around are around climate adaptation in vineyards because that's such a big issue for producers um, and uh, other areas such as tackling diversity and inclusion and social issues. More on that at uh, swroundtable.org. Do sign up for our newsletter. And of course, Sustainable Wine itself will be reporting on the activities of the Roundtable. Um, you can hold us accountable, Hannah, in uh, 2022 for what we've said that we were going to do so tom um just to finish off then what's what's the plan for the next six months i think we've we've got an agm and a conference coming up haven't we so in june we're going to be hosting our first agm uh, which will be an opportunity to reflect on the progress we've made and where we see the swr going forward over the next two to three years that will be followed by a one-day conference which will be public and free to attend which will also look at topics being covered by the swr its mission plan and progress but also looking at other sustainability issues in wine. Alongside that, we're also planning monthly debate series, looking at challenging topics for wine uh, sustainability. It'll be hosted by Toby um, and will feature SW members, guest speakers from both in and outside the wine industry. And then we'll also be hosting a quarterly webinar focusing on discussing what constitutes a sustainability strategy. Thanks, Tom. We're looking forward to further engagement from the members in the working groups in the Global Reference Standard in our tools and collaborations, which will be enabled by the new website that's coming. Looking forward to Sustainable Wine's coverage uh, of all of that and other issues during 2022. If you're interested in um, joining the Sustainable Wine Roundtable, email tom at sustainablewine.co.uk or visit swroundtable.org. And if you're not a subscriber to the Sustainable Wine newsletter, have a look at sustainablewine.co.uk and just drop your email address in there. So Tom and Hannah, thanks so much for your insight and for your time today. And listeners, thanks for listening and check back soon for more Sustainable Wine podcasts.